back on the field again. Joni's not shocked, are you, Joni? It's just like, it's my son's made this statement when we told him what we're doing. Jamin said, what took you so long? <laughs> and I think that's kind of what Joni was thinking too. Joni, thank you so much. It's an honor to have you here in the service. I want to speak this morning in this particular service that I think is just so fitting is the power of blessing. The power of blessing. God has blessed this church immensely over the years of this journey. And he's getting ready to, I believe, even double the portion of his blessing upon this church. And this next season is going into, we believe that it will be a season of harvest and growth for the church. It's positioned. It's aligned. There's a strong foundation that's been laid here, not just with this building, but a spiritual foundation that we've worked tenaciously to uh, establish here. God is getting ready to bring, I believe, a double blessing on this church. I want to declare it. I want to prophesy it to you personally and over this church and to the leaders of this church that have been such a big part of our life. I can't begin to tell you how proud we are of not just uh, Josh and Katie, but the entire leadership team that have been on this journey with us. And I can say to you with confidence, you are in good hands. You're under strong and healthy leaders. And Bridget and I believe in them that as they lead you in this next season, it's going to be a season of blessing and rejoicing. I believe it's going to be a time and a season where it won't be difficult. It'll be an effortless season where God will begin to bring people into the church and there's going to be transformed lives. There's going to be healing. There's going to be deliverance and God is going to do it. He's promised it in his word. The power of blessing. How many know that words are powerful? I mean, the words that we speak to one another are very powerful. That word blessing, barak in, in the Hebrew is a powerful word. And one of the definitions that I think is, is so compelling to me when I read about uh, this word and this blessing, the Old Testament, that word is used over 400 times, which says to us, it's a very important word from the mouth of God to us as a people, Barak, over 400 times. But it's, it means to a longing, not just a blessing, but a, a longing for God to bless his people. Like a father in his, with his own family, with his own children, that he longs to impart a blessing to his children. It's the longing and the heart of God to impart a blessing to each one of you here today. And God is no respecter of persons. He wants to bless this church. He, he wants to bless this new work in, in Bangkok as, as a sister church as we begin to uh, pursue this new season. It's like starting over again. I walk in that sanctuary and I feel like, Lord, this is overwhelming sense of feeling again. But it's a good place to be when we feel overwhelmed and helpless and sometimes hopeless because that's when we get on our knees and cry out to him, the God of blessing, saying, God, I need you to bless me. I need you to uh, anoint me for this new season. And it causes us to rely on God and not ourselves. Thank you, Kevin. Words are powerful. There's channels in different ways that we channel these blessings and it's we we honor honorable is one of the core values of the church is to be a church that honors God that honors the community that honors those in government that honors people you know that are leadership in the church affirmation 
it releases us when God brings a blessing into our life. Is even what Bridget and I saw there just for that short week we were there, we saw blessings that God was bringing forth. I felt a sense of release in my spirit to do the work that God is calling us to do in this city, this overwhelming city of 15 million people. But it releases us, and the blessing will release you, and, and you blessing us today is going to release us to be able to do the work that God has called us to do. I mean, you'll be a very important part of this process behind the scenes. Some of you are going to come. Some of you will visit, and some of you are going to stay here and pray and, and sow into this work, and God's going to bless it because two people are joining together, in this, or two churches are joining together in a partnership to see this happen and in Genesis 1.27, we see the heart of God early on when he creates Adam and Eve. In verse 27 of Genesis 1, he created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. And then the Bible says that God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. It's the longing, that barak uh, in the Hebrew, the longing of the Lord that he creates something that is good. And he says, I'm going to bless you. And then he releases him with a blessing to be fruitful and to multiply. The longing of God. We see God imparting his blessing in the very beginning in Genesis. It's, it's such a big part of who God is and what he wants to do in our life. And oftentimes we miss the blessing. We're not able to receive the blessing of the Lord because the enemy will lie to us and say, you're not worthy to receive the blessing. You don't deserve the blessing. Why would God want to bless you? But I have great news for you here this morning. Blessing is a gift of grace. It's not anything you do or who you are. It's just the fact that you are God's creation. He he wants to bless you with the gift of salvation, but that's only the beginning. He wants to bless you after salvation with greatness and anointing in his presence. He wants to bless your children and your grandchildren and generations to come. There's so much in scripture with that. We see in Genesis 12, 1 through 3, the Lord said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family. It's one of the most prominent verses in Genesis about the blessing. Go into the land, I will show you. I'll make you a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. Blessed to be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I'll curse those who treat you with contempt, and the families on earth will be blessed through you. We see this today. I will bless those who bless you. And God imparts his blessing to Abraham, and he gives him a future prophetic word. It's like, I'm going to bless you and make you famous, and you're going to be a blessing to others. We see it in number one, it's God's desire to bless his people. Hallelujah. It's God's longing, if you will. According to that word, Barak, it's God's longing and desire to bless his people. And we have to be able to understand and receive that and comprehend that, that God wants to bless Bridget and I as we go. God wants to bless my sons. God wants to bless you. He wants to bless this church. And he will bless us as we align ourselves with his word and we begin to embrace in faith the blessing that he has for us. Deuteronomy 28, verses, I'm just going to read the first six verses we see again. This blessing that's being expressed here. If you fully obey the Lord your God. Let me just stop there for a moment. Deuteronomy 28. That we know that obedience precedes blessing. Somebody say amen to that. Have you ever just been in one of those moments and places? I have so many times in my life, in my ministry, 
where the Lord is just like, I want you to obey this. And how many know that delayed obedience is disobedience? How many of you ever just delayed that's like, I don't know if I can do that or not. And Bridget and I are taking a step of faith and it's, you know, it's, it's an act of obedience on our part, knowing that every act of obedience to the word of the Lord in our life, God says, I will bless you as you obey me. And he's saying here to the children of Israel, as Moses writes this, carefully keep his commands that I'm giving you today, and the Lord God will set you high above the nations of the world. You will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. Your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your children and your crops will be blessed. The offspring of your herds and flocks will be blessed. Your fruit baskets, your breadboards will be blessed. And wherever you go and whatever you do will be blessed. In other words, you're going to just be consumed by the blessing of the Lord wherever you go, whatever you do. It's called walking in the blessing of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Just walking in the blessing of Almighty God because I'm walking in obedience. I'm aligning myself with his word. And I just want to encourage you. I challenged Josh and Katie this last Sunday about shepherding and shepherding the flock. But can I challenge uh, the sheep here today as, as you come into this new season that, that this church is entering into that to come in? It's God's biblical divine order that commands his blessing. It's God's heart's desire to bless his people, but secondly, it's God's biblical divine order that commands his blessing. First of all, I encourage you to pray for your leaders. Many of you are going to be praying for Bridget and I, but you need to pray for the leadership here. Pray for this church and just declare and speak the blessing of the Lord over Banner Church. Speak the blessing of the Lord over your pastors. And over your leaders as we do that, pray blessing over your children and over your family. These prayers of blessing are critical in the kingdom of God so that the Lord can release that blessing. And as we obey the Lord and as we pray in faith and do that, we're aligning ourselves with the will of God so that he can bless us. It's an act of obedience when we pray and we declare the blessing of the Lord because we're not focusing on the negative. We're not focused on what hasn't happened or thinking it can't be done because with God, the Bible says all things are possible. Just believe, and we declare the blessing. I think also it's with the giving. This is so important that we align ourselves with the word of the Lord and the tithe, the first fruits, and, and, and that tithe, which means a tenth, and that we, we come into divine order and alignment with the kingdom of God and his word. And as we give and as we sow with our tithe and our offerings into the storehouse and into the kingdom, because of that act of obedience in the church and, and with God's people, the Lord's like, I'm going to bless you. And the Bible has many passages where it's like, I'm going to give you such a great blessing that you won't be able to contain it. Every need's going to be met. You'll be able to send monies around the world and, and bless many ministries and, and expand and enlarge your kingdom influence through the church as you give faithfully and align yourselves in obedience to that. It's God's divine order. Unity, and I spoke on this in our grand opening, if you'll remember in Psalm 133, that harmony and unity, it's, it's like God commands his blessing where there's the harmony and unity. And I would say to you that fight for unity, preserve unity in the church, be quick to forgive. There's probably more offenses in the church, the local church, than anywhere else in the world. I don't know what it is, but we're all so easily offended because oftentimes we'll have unfair expectations of each other. And in my marriage, probably the greatest conflicts would be that I'll have an unfair expectation of my wife 
and it disrupts the unity because I'm, I'm expecting something that really I shouldn't expect. It creates conflict or offense. I'm offended, and then it almost puts me in a position where we can be disunified because I have this unfair expectation. I thought when we got married on our honeymoon, I had visions of laying on the beach on our honeymoon, and she's dropping grapes in my mouth. And I would tell my friends, like, you know, they're like laughing, like, yeah, it's going to be great. And But how many know that that's just not Bridget's style? That's not the way she rolls. <laughs> When I get sick, she'll, I'm like, Bridget, I'm, I'm in there, and I'm like, you know, I'm a mercy guy. I mean, I, I have the gift of mercy to a fault where I just, I, you know, I serve and, and show mercy. It's got me in trouble many times with the mercy gift. I don't know how to say no to people, and I'll overcommit myself and overextend. So I'm laying there sick with a fever. It's like, Bridget, I need help. I need I need some nursing care. And I have this expectation. And she'll walk by, just grab a bottle of Tylenol, and she'll throw it on the bed as she's walking by. Because she's, I mean, she's on a mission. And she's a worker, you know. She's got things to get done. I don't mean that disrespectfully, but, yeah. Bridget's like, it's true. <laughs> What's that? She gets the mic. No, you don't be time. I'm running out of time. You're not going to get the mic next, man. Be quick to forgive. <laughs> Fight for that unity. I want to challenge you as well to walk in purity, integrity. I've often taught and Many of you will remember those moments where God isn't asking for perfection because none of us are perfect. And we're, we're all in process at different stages of, of the sanctification process. And oftentimes we forget with a young baby believer that's new in the faith and we can expect them to be at a different level. And they're, they're, they're babies and they're growing. They're at a different stage of the process of God just sanctifying and but purity is not perfection, but purity is transparency, it's honesty, it's taking responsibility when, you know what, I messed up and I know God's going to forgive me and his grace is sufficient to carry me through these situations. And we've taught so often that purity releases power. That honesty, that purity. Yeah, yes, I, I'm still struggling with this, but it's okay, but God is upholding me by his grace and we're getting through it we we're accountable to each other and we help each other and we support each other we help hold each other's arms up you know not this expectation that we have this religious facade that everybody's perfect but purity releases power in the church and as we align ourselves in these divine order of God's word and we walk in obedience to him God will begin to command his blessing. It's his longing. It's his desire to impart the blessing. He's doing that in the church. But as we align ourselves even more carefully to his word, then we begin to see God do some amazing, great things. And then thirdly, in Luke chapter 24, we see Jesus imparting a blessing, which I think is so powerful. During his ascension, very last thing, that he does before he ascends to the Father. In Luke 24, 50, Jesus led them to Bethany. Lifting up his hands to heaven, he blessed them. 
that longing, that desire of the Father and through Jesus doing the will of the Father's one last thing, and then we want to do, and I, Bridget, this morning, we want to impart a blessing to you as, on this day as, as we make this transition. We want to impart a blessing from our heart, and as we've talked about this service, that I think God put this in our heart, even in, in uh, Cottonwood, when we released the church, we had a blessing service in, in a similar fashion where we want to impart a blessing to the church and in Jesus in the same way he blessed them while and while he was blessing them he left them and was taken up to heaven it's God's eternal deposit to bless and to show his favor with us it's an eternal deposit that God is making the church in the beginning in the book of Genesis thousands of years later God is still blessing Jesus and even in his ascension I don't know what those blessings were, but he was imparting blessings to those people who watched him literally ascend to heaven. And this is a part of the longing and the desire in the heart of God. It's an eternal deposit even after we go on to be with the Lord and we transition from this world to heaven. We're going to be living in the eternal blessing of the Father's house that he's preparing for us even now at this moment. We can't fathom or imagine the blessing that we'll walk into in eternity. It's what I call his eternal deposit to bless and to show his favor with us. And I want us to understand that as a church, that we want to be a blessing to this community, a blessing to one another, a blessing to the world. And as we begin to walk in that mindset of the Father's longing and as a church, that, that this is the longing of this church, and not just that word honorable is one of the channels that we bless, that, that affirmation, but it gives us a place where we can be released to do the work and the will of God when there's a foundation of blessing in the church, a foundation of blessing in our family. And for husbands and fathers that are sitting here today, if you create that same mindset in those prayers that you're blessing your wife, you're blessing your children more than just correcting or criticizing. My brother Lee is here. I love what he used to say about parenting. It's a lot better to catch him doing something right more often than catching him doing something wrong. It was a great parenting principle. And so oftentimes we're looking for somebody to blow it or do something wrong and then point our finger and do the correction. But what about we catch them doing something right and we bless them, we affirm them in and, and, and that regard. This is what I believe that the Father wants to do in the church. It's not like he's carrying this big stick. So many of you grew up in that kind of mentality in the church. But God is wanting to affirm and to bless you. He knows that there's struggles. He knows that there's so the habitual sins sometimes that we struggle and fall with. But he is wanting to bless us us to a point knowing that he has confidence and the power of the Holy Spirit that he has imparted within your life to help you to overcome in those areas and to find the victory and to be triumphant in the name of Jesus as you grow and as you learn in the church to come along in that. It's the grace of God. There's so much more that could be said about blessing in scripture and you see it throughout the old and the new testament and this thing that is such a heart of god and i want bridget to come at this time she's going to share for a moment and then we're going to have you stand for a moment and i i wish we had time just to wrap our arms around each one of you and and just tell you how much we love you and appreciate each one of you even some of you who are 
are visiting that have been such a big part of our life, our ministry, such a big part of imparting blessing to our two sons who are both in Florida today. And we want to just say how much we appreciate you taking this journey with us. And now we're asking you to send and bless us again on this new assignment that God has given us. Um, I just need to redeem that whole situation a little bit earlier. I will say, uh, well, this is actually not a redemption, but about uh, maybe a month into our marriage, Dana, um, he got really sick and he was actually throwing up in the bedroom. And I, you know, we've been newly married and I was sitting there thinking, wow, it sounded like a demon was coming out of him. I heard this, blah, blah, and I was like, oh my word, what's going on in there? And so I crept in there and I put my hand while I, he was in, in torture, you know, vomiting. I put my hand in the bathroom and I just kind of turned on the fan, you know. <laughs> and then it just continued on. And so then I got a bottle of Glade and I was like, you know. So um, it didn't actually redeem myself, but I, Dana actually gave a pretty a accurate uh, depiction of my, my mercy skills. So thank you. Um, but no, on, on a different note, I want to say when I look around this room and, um, and I look at your different faces, I am so blessed. I feel like a very rich woman because God has given me such deep love and affection for you. And I feel like you've had such a deep, mighty love and affection for Dana and I and our family. And you have impacted our lives more than you ever know. I, I was thinking, this is kind of funny, but I, I literally just met Charity last week. She walked in the door for the first time. And Charity, this is, I know that I don't even know you very well, but when you walked in, it was a blessing for you and your mom, Debbie, to be here. And it blessed me as I watched you go up to Josh and Katie. You didn't even know them. And we just installed them. And you, you blessed them. You blessed them. And you know what? It blessed me. It blessed me to see you bless them. And you, that's kingdom. That is kingdom. And so I can look and Really, every one of your faces, people I've known a long time, people I've known for a short amount of time. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being a part of my life, my boys' lives and, my, and the church life. You mean so much to us. And if I could, I just, I wish I could spend every single day with each one of you to tell you how much you mean to me. And I want to thank you for that. I want to also before, because this is kind of our final word today, I want to prophesy. I want to say that a couple weeks ago when Josh was, in, uh, we voted him in on a Sunday night, and he shared just a slight vision and there was something in my spirit that just leaped. And I just felt this incredible um, vision of harvest 
You know, we have been the last eight years been planting, sowing, and just uh, building a foundation and in the trenches and just trying to get the land toiled and cultivated. And But it's it's got the seed inside it. And I guess the thing I really want to say to you that I just strongly believe in is that the harvest is coming. The harvest is coming, and there's something very unique about this church, and I have to be honest with you. I pray that every single one of you make this transition because I feel like you're going to miss out. You're going to miss out because it's, it's harvest season. It's harvest time, and that's where the God is just going to come. And I feel like the, the fruit on the trees are just ready to just pluck there, I have this awesome grapefruit tree in my backyard open in Desert Ridge, and that thing had three harvests, and, and I hate grapefruit, um, but I would give my grapefruit away all the time, and I, I didn't even have to pluck it off the tree. It just fell off the tree. And I feel like that is what is about to happen. So I say to you, and I prophesy to you, people, get ready and open your arms. Don't be distracted by little piddly things, but be ready for the harvest. Have your eyes open, your arms open, and your heart open. It's coming, and I don't want you to miss it. And the other thing I just want to share with you before... If I could leave a lasting impression, I was thinking, what can I do? And uh, I've had these batons for a long time. Now, I have to be honest with you. I do not have an athletic bone in my body. And, uh, and uh, so I'm not athletic. But in honor of the Olympics, <laughs> um, I actually love the Summer Olympics. I really do. I don't know. I love the sun. I love being outside and everything. And I was thinking... That as a church, as a body. See, we're not just one church. We're the church. It's a kingdom. It's a kingdom that even transcends from Scottsdale to Bangkok. Isn't that amazing? We can go anywhere on our knees. We're all on the same team. And sometimes we need to remind each other we're on the same team. Sometimes we think we're competitors. And we're not. We're all on the same team. And I want you to know how vitally important you are to the team. And so I want to hand one baton over here. And I want to hand one baton over here. And just in a moment, we're going to pass this baton all the way to the back. And don't drop the baton. <laughs> don't drop the baton. But I want to leave a lasting impression how important you are to the kingdom of God. Let God heal your heart. Let God do what he wants to do and get focused. We don't have much time. We don't have much time to put our attention on things that don't matter. And you know what I love about the kingdom of God is that we cheer each other. And if you do drop it, I, I, we will cheer you on. We will cheer you on. But you know what? Don't disqualify yourself. Don't get out of the race. Because you know what it does? It disqualifies all of us. It's like, no, 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 don't do that. Let's cheer each other on. Let's go. Let's do this. And uh, Dana and I, 
when we're going to Bangkok, I tell you what, some people, I, I just, it does irritate me at times. Sometimes when I go on, on missions trips, people are like, how was your vacation? I'm like, we're not on vacation. This is not vacation. And I'm going to tell you right now, we're not going to retire. We're going to do the same thing that you're doing here. We want to see the kingdom of God advanced. And we want to win. And we want to, I, I am competitive, and I have to be honest with you, I think God is a competitor. God's like, we're going to win. This is our victory. Amen? Amen. So start passing that baton around. And I want you to just get a sense of how important you are in the kingdom of God. Every person has a place. The eye, the hand, the foot, the internal organs, all these. We all have a place. You're all vital and important. And the thing that I love about Jesus is that he's the starter and he's the finisher. He knew his place in the kingdom. He knew that he needed to come. You know, his, his ministry time was only three years. I mean, he, his public ministry was when he was 30 and he was crucified when he was 33. And, and he was resurrected and he only did what the father told him to do. And then what he said in one of those last, last words to us to his disciples, but to us as well. John 14, 12 through 14. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I'm going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Isn't that amazing that Jesus is basically saying here, you are going to do greater things. Can you imagine greater things than what he did on this earth? That's why it's so important that we take our rightful place. And Jesus is going to come again. And he's going to take the final lap. He's going to take the final lap and finish it. But we need you. And I have to be honest with you, your success is our success. And our success is your success because we're all the kingdom of God. Amen? And so I want you to just remember, just remember how important it is to stay connected. Stay connected and take your place. And you will bless us and we want to bless you. Amen? Amen. Would you stand with us uh, for a moment? Words are powerful. And the prayer that we want to extend to you as a church this morning is a prayer that will not just sit still in this room here this morning, but it's a prayer of blessing that we believe with all of our hearts a blessing that you will take out of the door with you to your homes and to the community and for Bridget and I even, you know, to Thailand. It's a blessing that we will walk in, a blessing that will be expressed through our life because words are so powerful and our prayers are so powerful. I'd like to ask you maybe if you just close your eyes with us here this morning and we just want to give honor to the Lord here for a moment. And realize again that he is 
a God who longs and has desire to bless his people, his church. A blessing that cannot even be contained, that is so large and enormous that we would we would feel almost overwhelmed by the blessing that God wants to bring. Father, we come to you in the matchless and the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the one whom we serve, the one who has given his life so that we could have life, the one who suffered so that we don't have to suffer the consequences of our sin. And Lord, we lift up your name, we exalt you. Lord, as you would begin to impart the blessing even to Adam and Eve in that garden on that day in the beginning of creation, Lord, I ask that you would begin to extend that same impartation of blessing to your people here today, those that you have created for great purpose, those who have been called here in this church, Lord, that you would begin to impart your blessing to them. Lord, I speak blessing over this church that the power of your presence would be manifested. Lord, that through not just on Sundays, but through the week, that this building and this church would be known as a place where the presence of God resides, a place where the presence of God is real and tangible, and people would walk in and they would encounter the presence of God. Lord, I pray that you would bless Banner Church in Scottsdale with your powerful presence, Lord. They would draw the hearts of men and women and youth and children to come into this place and to worship you in spirit and truth. Lord, I speak blessing over the families of this church. Lord, and their children, their grandchildren, I speak blessing over future generations of, of children yet to be born, Lord, that the blessing of the Lord will carry on to the generations. And Father, we pray that you would begin to bless our youth and our children and our grandchildren within this place. And Lord, that they would understand and embrace and, and begin to experience the blessing of the Lord and it would draw their heart and they would know that we serve a God who is good, a God who is, brings blessing to their life as they walk in obedience to him. And Lord, I pray that our youth and our children would not bow down to the idols of this world, but Lord, that they would serve you and serve you only and that the passion and the longing of their heart as well, Father God, would be able to seek the Lord in his blessing and to see it manifested in their life so that they can be a blessing to their schools and their community. And Lord, that you bless them so that they can be a blessing like it was with Abraham. Lord, I declare a blessing over the leadership of Banner Church as well. That you would bless them with a strong anointing and a passion for the lost, a passion for souls, a passion for people. Lord, that you would give them an unconditional love like your own heart and yourself, that we would love people unconditionally as they walk through the door. Father, we pray that you would fill this place with those who have been broken, Lord, those who have been sick, and Lord, those who have bondage, that they would come through the door knowing that we give them hope through Jesus. We give them an answer in Jesus. And Lord, I pray that you would give all of us that passion and you would bless us with a heart for the lost. Lord, I also pray that you would bless the ones that are being sent from the church, the missionaries that we support and the ministries that we support, that you would bless those, those who are visiting here today, Father. But 
Lord, even though they're visitors, they're part of our family as believers, they're part of the same family. As Bridget said, that we're part of the same kingdom, we're a part of the same team. And Lord, I declare the blessing on them as well as they go out through this door and they go back to the towns and the cities that they live in. Lord, that your blessing will permeate, permeate their homes and their families, Father God, and they would begin to walk in obedience to you and align themselves so that you can further and expand the blessing of the kingdom in their lives and in their homes. Father, we thank you this morning for the great blessing that you bring us and the longing of your heart. Thank you for blessing Bridget and I with a family, with parents to support and believe in us, with two sons, Lord, that have blessed us, with friends that continue to stand by our side in a church that will send us, Lord, we pray that you will bless them for the seeds that they've already begun to sow in this new vision as we take the influence of your kingdom in this church even to another country. We thank you for that. And we pray your blessing will consume this place in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for your presence. Lord, we thank you for your love. And God, most of all, we bless you. I pray that this body of believers, Lord, that we will never stop thanking. We will never stop praising. We will never let the storms of life or the circumstances of life keep us from our eyes being fixed on you, Jesus. And Lord, we thank you that the harvest is about to come. And we thank you that, God, you're going to fill our baskets. And we thank you, God, that you love us with an undying love, Father God, an unchangeable love, a deep, affectionate, unconditional love. And God, we're so grateful. And Lord, most of all, we bless you. But Lord, I pray, Lord, just your power and your anointing on each individual here today, God. Lord, will they carry your fire? Will they carry your love? And they will carry, God, your healing power, Jesus. Lord, we thank you.